how was Argentina, uh, Miss Miss Worldly? And so I have to say, you you sound exactly like my mom. She'll be like, "Well, Miss World Traveler, well, I've been stuck in Austin. Where where you've been around the world?" Um, I yeah, I have to say, I learned a lot of basic things. Like Argentina is much farther away than you think. That it is mm. where you catch a boat to go to Antarctica. <laughs> um. Oh no no you're right I, you know how you know how you would know exactly is if they use that map from that wonderful episode of the West Wing that I love. Oh yes, that where it's the Mercator projection yes. versus the like Roberts projection. So apparently, some school district somewhere or some state has decided to switch to a different projection. To that's more wow. you know. Um, no, I mean it's great. It's a little surreal that it's springtime there, and so mm. I was in like dresses and you know tank tops and we went swimming on thanksgiving and like just you know all all of, all of those things but um yeah i'm glad I, I was there for like 10 to 11 days and that's a really good amount of time given that it takes 10 hours to get there and like to check out a place yeah yeah and to really not feel rushed to just like have a lot of time like we spent half our time in Buenos Aires, and we spent the other half in the northwest, like one of the wine regions, not Mendoza, but a different wine region, because there's more than mm. one. Who knew? But no, it was it was great. Thank you for holding down the fort while I was gone. It's. Uh, did you tell me you were going to Argentina? I knew you told me, like, I'm in Argentina. Stop texting me. <laughs> you said I, it nicer than that. Well, I, I, I was more just like, I don't have cell service there, so it was only when yes, I was on exactly. Wi-Fi that I could get iMessages. So I was like, if I'm out and about during the day being a cultural tourist, right. um, I may not like be responsive. So if you were like, quick question, blah, 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 I was going to be like, I won't get back to you for six hours. Yes, um, in your defense, it it read more as, I hope none of this is needs an immediate <laughs> response because you won't get one for a while. Yes, like I got a few work texts where I was just like, okay, hello, seven hours later, <laughs> here's, here's my response. Yeah. Um, I, I may have told you I don't. I don't remember. I know I told you I was traveling for Thanksgiving. I don't know if I told you I was going to Argentina or not. It was one of those trips where this was supposed to happen in 2020. My friends, let me back up. My friends moved to Argentina in 2019. The same time I moved to Austin, they moved to Argentina. Mm. Um, and I was like, well, next Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving 2020, I will go to Argentina for Thanksgiving. How fun will that be? And then COVID came along and laughed at every plan we'd all made. And so then I was like, well, I guess I'll go in 2021. And in March when like vaccines were looking, you know, like easily accessible kind of, um, I booked my flight just being like, you know what, if something happens, I can always cancel because now airlines actually let you cancel flights much more easily than like mm. previously. So yeah. And then as we got closer, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, this trip could actually happen. <laughs> so yeah. So it kind of snuck up on me as much as a trip that you planned two years ago can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did y'all do for Thanksgiving, if I may ask? Oh, uh, we just went home and, you know, my dad's birthday was the day before, so we celebrated Oh, so you, that. you went to just, Dallas. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just yeah. did that. Went home, went home to Dallas. Um, I have never... I, I, I want to start off, speaking of, I guess, Thanksgiving, something I'm thankful for is that you're normally here to, like, talk with on a podcast because I have never been, like, so in my head <laughs> when recording. And I've recorded possibly altogether over 200 episodes of podcasts and i humble brag did, right and i did that one by myself and i was like and i listen i think we i'd do it again and i i'd encourage you to do it if i was not here but i think one episode is the max of like stream of consciousness a because the second episode it was like 
oh, now this is happening. Uh. Oh, now this is happening. The first one I felt like I had something to say. And also, like, it's so weird to be like, here's a thought. Dead silence. Like, it's... (laughs) <laughs> so it was equally so I just want to paint a picture I listened to this over the span of a few days in Argentina like in these beautiful hotels overlooking like desert mountain vistas <laughs> and stuff um and it Listen was so to my like weirdly simultaneously deep and nasally voice well I kept it was so frustrating for me because I kept responding to you and like and you'd be like Bernadette Peters I now I know her from and I'm like let me tell you everything Bernadette Peters yeah. has been in. <laughs> or like when we were talking about, you know, the whole plot point about Daphne going away to the the spa. I was like, oh, I have so many things to say. That's why I just live tweeted my uh, my thoughts. But um, that was mainly just so I could get a word in. But um, <laughs> I, 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 I imagine, I mean, I, I don't know that I could record an hour long podcast of me just talking. I feel like I would give no, up halfway through. I, um, I think I proved that I can't either. I think I proved that my limit is 30 minutes. Um, I definitely, there is a part I remember in there where I was like, started going off on like, I don't know what Laurel's doing right now. I think she, maybe she's with family. I don't know. And then I'm like, Boy, I hope like she didn't tell me all this, and I'm just you know, like like I I imagined you going like I told you I was doing you know. Well, I think like, I even tweeted like I was like I'm not sure I told you I was going to Argentina. Yes. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Um, when you when you sent me that text that said I'm in Argentina, the first thing I thought was, oh man, I'm gonna look like a real jerk on the episode. <laughs> well, I remember when I was like, I think I said that I was in. Buenos Aires, and I remember being like, I hope he doesn't think I'm joking. Like, like I'm right, like, no. I, I'm, in, I'm in Buenos Aires, so... Well, I mean, respond. not to, like, not to also, like, go back, double down on the, like, Laurel's so worldly, but, like, certain people, I think, would have been like, I'm in Buenos, Buenos Aires, and I would have been like, are you serious? And you did, and I'm like, oh, of course she is. Like, you know, like, I was just like, sure, okay. <laughs> like, that didn't phase me at all. I was like, no, oh, okay. Like, you could have been like, I'm in Waco would have had equal value as like I'm in Cedar Park or I'm in uh, uh, Buenos Aires. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. It sounds. Yeah. I'm in East I Texas. I've been Buenos Aires. Yeah. Both of those yeah. equ- equally plausible. Well, thank you. I, uh, that is a, that is a feather, feather in my cap. I've been, I've worked really hard to be that worldly friend who's just, you never know what, where, where in the world I'm Carmen San Diego over here. You just never <laughs> know where, where she might be. Um, um, well on that note, hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together, thankfully together, and talk about Frasier. Laurel here is the uh, the an old old. I almost said is an old hat, <laughs> not is old hat at this. Laurel is an old hat. I'm a new hat. No, I'm I'm, um, a, I'm, a, I'm a fedora. I bought a new hat in Argentina, but I like to think ooh, I'm, a, I'm a. It was a kind of a. Um, uh, a, like a slimmer, like a cross between a cowboy hat and a fedora, straw, very lightweight. Mm. I, I needed, I needed, you know, this Irish complexion. You've got to have something. <laughs> well, Laurel here knows the most about, or has seen Frasier the most recently. Um, she also just switched to just a picture of her. So I'm wondering if the internet backed out. Are you still there? I'm still here. Can you hear me? <laughs> But anyway, Laurel here, uh, at, Laurel here has seen most of Frasier before. This is my first time going through it. Uh, today we are doing another season eight episode. 
Uh, Episode 15, Hooping Cranes. Now, you always have it ready. Is it just you've got it up somewhere or like you remember it or or what? Because I feel like I'm always like... I write it down. Is it on your notes? Yes. I mean, I was about to hold it up to the camera, which you can't see. Yeah, Yeah, like I have have season eight, episode 15, Hooping Cranes. I always have the title there. I need to write that down, I guess, because I have it. I have my notes here, but I wrote down our phone number so I don't remember. I don't forget it on there. But anyway uh hooping cranes uh i know why i can't see it because i'm looking at the imdb thing but anyway father receives father fraser receives tickets to the sonics game and goes with martin and niles niles is selected to attempt the halftime half court shot and miraculously makes it drinking in the adoration of martin and the rest of seattle pretty good pretty good i like that that's a good that's a good one um i I might actually like the hulu one a little bit better um hit me with it uh, so I, I don't have it up, but I, I remember it. It was like after attending a Sonics game and making a, a, making a near impossible half court shot, Frazier becomes fed up with like Niles becomes insufferable and Frazier gets fed up with him or something. I the the Hulu thumbnail was just Niles in a Sonics jersey, <laughs> like over like you know like it, the, him putting it over his shirt and tie and everything. Is a really good image, and I like went to that one. and said "hooping crane," and I went, "Oh no!" I was like <laughs> immediately like, "What is going to happen here?" And I gotta say, I think this one didn't disappoint. Like, it, it wasn't one of the greatest episodes, but like, I I liked this a lot about this episode. I this is an episode that I thought came much earlier in the series, so I've been kind of waiting for this episode, and I think I confused it with the one where Niles gives advice to the basketball player earlier on, and the basketball player right. rubs his head as he walks away or something, and then kind yes. of decides that Niles is good luck. I've forgotten about that one. Is is do they go to the game in that one too? Because I distinctly remember them being at a game. Yes, I thought it was they a do. Baseball they game. do. Yeah, I think that they. I think that they invite. He invites Niles to the game because like he gave him such good advice or something, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I want you to sit courtside so you can give me more advice." And like, yeah, and Martin sits courtside with him too. So I think I conflated those two episodes and thought that this one was earlier right. in the series. I I really I really enjoyed this episode. I was excited when I got to it. Well. I wrote in my notes, this is the most cinematic a Frasier episode has looked because they do a lot of like depth and a lot of moving or the camera around and stuff, mm-hmm. especially in the scene when he's about to take the shot and they play that song that I, I don't know the name of, but the like really, you know, the do, 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 which I thought, I think I thought was the Chicago Bulls entrance. I don't, like know, the old... I don't know that I, I know what you're talking about. I don't know that I recognized it. Oh, I, you know, I've, I, 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 it, every once in a while I find like, it like, it's my, uh, workout playlist, which has not seen a lot of, uh, use in a while, um, is primarily like pump up songs. And a lot of it is like wrestlers entrances. Cause that's what they're made for. And then a lot of it is like, surprised. right. And a lot of it is like jock jams or like stuff like that. They play, like, I have like one that was like the one for NFL films, which is it's like bum, 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 bum. it's like really like it's this one that it's like someone someone did not have to to put that much effort into into that and it was an amazing one I'll I'll post it on the Facebook page or something but like that one was on there I think that one was on Jock Jams um, because we went somewhere and I love making uh, uh, Power Hour playlists when we're like at like when we went for this one it was for we went to Colorado and stayed in a house. 
And I went, I'm going to make a Jock James Power Hour playlist. And then I realized, like, a lot of the people we were with were, like, almost 10 years younger than me. And they were kind of like, what's Jock Jams? And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Yes. So, okay, but, a, a so, good... so maybe they weren't aware that it was called Jock Jams, but they know the, like, dun, 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 They know dun, those dun, songs, dun, but they were like, why? they thought I came up with the term Jock Jams. Like, oh, oh yeah, stuff they play at things. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, the CDs, Jock yes. Jams, or, or tapes or whatever. Yes, you could and order like, them for 1995 plus shipping and handling and they're different than the actual like if you look on spotify and you go jock jams it's like here's the playlist from whatever because there are special songs that were like they added crowd noise like it was supposed to feel like they were playing like weirdly playing a cut like the idea was when you put in a jock jam cd you're supposed to close your eyes and you're in the middle of a, of a, a basketball arena and they're just playing this thing like through the pa like it's supposed to feel like there's clapping there's like weird like let's get ready to rumble stuff in between and like all that stuff it's not just the songs right oh yeah yeah no 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 you're 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 very right um i I thought after college the jock jams would be a good party theme like i realized this after college oh yeah would have been a good like you know theme party yeah like also like kind of like costumey because uh-huh. everybody can put together something put on some workout wear and stuff yeah. so or like a jersey a, a sweatband you know you definitely... this is a good idea laurel um, thank you thank you um so okay so going back to the cinematic nature of these shots like there's a couple spots in both episodes where i had like legitimate uh, like audible reactions to things that were going on Same. and when they started yes when they started slowing down everything and playing that music and it was like Doo. and it was that really bad slow-mo where like it's not a cranked up camera running fast so you can slow it down and see every frame it's just they like do it in a in a you know afterwards oh yeah so they did it in post yeah exactly and him doing that i was just laughing i really enjoyed that i wasn't laughing too much leading up to this moment but like once they got to the game, it was pretty funny. So I was laughing during the whole first part of the game when they're just sitting in the stands and switching seats because I don't know if you saw the extras sitting all around them. <laughs> no. They were the most animated extras for a <laughs> basketball game. They were, it's, it's really a bummer that my camera is not working right now because they were like, oh, oh, they were constantly like moving side to side and like just very animated. I was like, this is a basketball game. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of like, hmm. the the woman that comes in and gets the seat with them is, uh, she was on The Office. She was uh, Kevin's girlfriend for a while. Oh, okay. And I, and I think she's lost her. even more weight since then because I think she lost some weight for The Office. And then the picture I found on like IMDb, I was like, that's not her. And I was like, oh. Oh, wow so oh. good for her i forgot her name but you know not not good enough for her to look up her name right now but no i'm sorry let me look it up just so i'm not a complete monster lisa k wyatt but yes she oh. was she she was the one who like they met at like they had like a uh, uh the office they had like a like a, a lonely hearts party yes or that, that's right where came. i am right now in my my rewatch i'm a little bit behind office ladies so that's right where mm-hmm. i am in my rewatch what are you rewatching? Are you, do you have Peacock? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yes. I, I don't pay for Peacock, but um, it's like 100 episodes of The Office are on Peacock right now. So so not the whole thing, but... Not the whole thing, but it's like, it's w- at least enough to where I am is on The Office. Maybe, maybe it's 200 episodes now? I don't remember. It's interesting because I feel like they keep releasing more and more because when it first went over, it's like, you can watch the first season. Yes. And I was like, let's watch the first season. And the first season of The Office is like eight episodes. <laughs> Yeah, 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 right. So, and then then now it's like, how about 100? And so eventually it's going to be like, everything except for the finale or something. Yeah. Like, okay, no thanks. 
Which, um, yeah, I'm still surprised that Peacock, like, I don't know. They're like, it's so profitable. It has so many subscribers. I'm like, really? Well, it is. They got rid of the WWE network. So anyone who wants to watch that is now watching it on Peacock. Well, there it so is. So while that not might not be something that's, I'm just saying, like, that that's a, you know, like a hidden uh, huge group that's 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 joining it although as far as i can tell from everyone everyone just complains about how terrible it is doing live stuff on there but well i find i've not found a streaming service that is good at doing live um right anything live i mean granted i don't i don't pay for hulu live so perhaps that's Mm -hmm. but like um watching the emmys this year on paramount plus was really frustrating so okay okay i i was not at all surprised to see the granny I, okay, I wrote this from... down. I was so tickled that he did it granny style. I was so, I'm glad, like, I like, like, we've talked about the kind of humor I enjoy in sitcoms, and I like it, I don't like it when people fail, I like it when people, like, you know, get what they want, but it's surprising that they do, or they find they enjoy something, or they, like, are okay with it, you know, it's not just, like, I'm, I'm not super big fan of the humor that's, like, people being uncomfortable, so, like, as soon as he, like, went down and I was like, he's going to make it with a granny shot. It's going to, I was like, I was very excited that that's where it went and not just like, you know, the whole episode wasn't like, I can't believe you embarrassed me in front of everything or whatever. Well, and my, uh, it took me back to like my early basketball days and when all my friends and I could do to shoot free throws was granny style. Like when you say your early basketball days, like, you were on a team and you were shooting like that? Like nine, like I was like nine or 10. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I mean, I was like, I was very young, but um, yeah, we were shooting Grady stuff. I mean, we all graduated, obviously, to proper form, but um, yeah, I was also like shocking, not shockingly, but surprisingly good at free throws. I rarely got fouled because I was not an aggressive player, but like, mm. if you sent me to the free throw line, I had two shots. Odds are I was going to make at least one of them, so. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, now, how are you at the, not to skip to the end, but the bar basketball game? I think I would be a lot better than Frazier and Niles. Oh my god, they were awful. I feel like I feel like it's that kind of acting. Like Tara and I were talking about this because we watched uh, for something we watched for the other podcast. But like acting like you can't sing or like acting like you can't do something you can. It's got to be really hard. hard to do. And that felt like they were like overdoing. It oh yes, it's like like we're not like we're not bad enough in real life that we that we could pull this off yes and like continuously pull this off like shot after shot so yes um i did enjoy that martin had to start paying for beers once they saw how how durable he was but also when the beer that he got was 295 i was like maybe this is the fact that it's 2001 but maybe it's also like what beer what draft beer is 295 Also, I feel like you never go to a place and they're like two ninety. There's yes. like just three dollars. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, the last thing a bartender wants to handle is like nickels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I got something the other day and I and it was like eight. It was like nine fifty, and I had eight dollars in 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 cash, which was crazy. And then like I'm like, ooh, I think I have like enough in qu- quarters here, and I'm like. This feels so rude almost handing to somebody. <laughs> I know. Like, you know, in but, the car. But, but there's like, a coin shortage, so I bet they actually appreciated yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good point. So th- this reminds me of when I was in Argentina, you know, obviously Spanish-speaking country. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we paid in cash everywhere we went because, like, foreign transaction fees on cards and also the exchange rate is just, like, so favorable towards the U.S. Um, oh, nice. Towards the dollar and... Um, 
you can't you can't guarantee that your credit card company is going to charge you like the give you the best exchange rate and right, also right, just right, so right. many places like prefer just they just prefer cash um and so it was a that like i was often that person like scrounging up the coins from the bottom of my purse or whatever but also <laughs> i mean i took high school spanish i have like five years of high school spanish under my belt I never got to the really big numbers in Spanish. And Argentina is one of those countries where like 100 pesos is like 10 cents for us. So things were like 8,000 pesos. Oh, right, right, and right. I would be like, I don't know how, like, I, I don't know what number they've said. Because it would be more like higher than I really learned numbers in Spanish. Wait, and so oh. luckily one of my friends I was with is fluent basically. And so I would just be like, or I'd ask them to write it down. Because <laughs> I would be like, Now do I, they have like dollar coins and stuff? Like No. Like, so okay, they so they're okay. They so coins are I so I got coins back at one point and my friend was shocked because he was like, Nobody gives coins back anymore because the coins, the metal in the coins is worth more than the coins are at this point. Oh wow. Um so even like like I have a ten peso, I have a ten peso bill and a twenty peso bill, and it's like that's like basically nothing here in the u.s like it's zero right. money um but yeah so there i mean current paper currency is just so much cheaper to produce when i i think i may have talked about this but when i was in vietnam and i got like i found out like 187 dollars was like a million dong or whatever the the currency is there and i like traded it have i told this i don't think so i traded i was like i was like you know, I'm in college, so $187, or I think it was 187 somewhere around there, was still, like, a good amount, but I was like, I'm going to get out a million of their currency, and I'm going to, in the smallest bills, I'm going to put it on the bed, and I'm going to take a picture, like, rolling around. <laughs> I was like, I'm a millionaire, just for, like, a minute, and then I, like, immediately was like, okay, now I have to, like, take most of this and put it back, because that was a lot of money for me at the time. So, it's funny you say that. I'm happy to say that, so my friends are now, you know, we're probably, like, 15 years years older than you at that point that that uh urge is still there <laughs> we yes. had so much cash on us that my friends kept being like let's just sit in the bathtub and pull it all around us it was, was it was it was, like, was just okay. a funny it was a funny photo shoot because it was like me like on the bed like ah and someone took a picture and then i went okay we need to make sure that we get every little bit of this back <laughs> yes. because i do i am a pop college student and i need this money yeah this is my um, money for the next month to eat so <laughs> yeah um I, have I told you about, like, the connection Tara and I have to the basketball game? I don't think so. So, like, I grew up, um, there used to be a bar near Dallas called Joe Willie's. It's a hamburger joint, too. Uh, I'm very familiar with Joe Willie's, R.I.P. Yeah, exactly. And uh, when my, I was a little kid, my dad used to do softball kind of in that area. And then afterwards, they'd always go to Joe Willie's, and there was a basketball machine there. And it was like... You know, my dad would like, he'd be hanging out with everybody and, you know, they'd give me some quarters and I'd go play the games right? and he'd come over and play the basketball game with me. So I like have a good attachment to that. I have like a real core childhood memory of the basketball game at bars. And so I, I'm always doing, I'm pretty good at it. I'm surprisingly good for someone that most people look at and go like, athlete, no. Um, so like our first date, like Tara and I were talking and she also, I guess, like used to do the basketball game a lot at bars and she was you know doing stuff and she's like i'm really good at it and i'm like oh you know okay cool cool because like i was you know kind of cocky and like i'm pretty good too and i'm like how about for our next date we go to dave and busters and we do the basketball game i'm like but i have to take you someplace nice first for dinner because i don't want this to feel like an eighth grade date and she's like fine so we went and I was like, I was like, I'll go, I'll go first. And I'm like, bam, bam, bam. And I'm hitting them all. I'm like, I'm the coolest. And then she goes up and like 
I wasn't really kind of paying attention. Like I was like trying to get the person over for like more beers. And I look back and she's tied me and I'm like, what? Like I was, I was just like, this is ridiculous. So then it became, it went from like, this is a cute thing we're doing together to both of us got like super competitive. And this is like date two. And we're just like, bam, bam, bam. Like, you know, at two different things trying to do this cut forward to our um, engagement pictures. And she's like, we have to do engagement pictures at like, a bar shooting basketball. So those are our engage our beautiful black and white engagement pictures are us like doing bar games. I I love that. I feel like engagement pictures. I mean, n- nothing against people who choose to just go for a walk in a botanical garden and take some like photos. Like great, but I think ones that show off your personality are, you know, a lot of fun. I love it when people include their pets in their engagement yes. photos. Oh my gosh. We'll have to we'll have to find one of us doing the basketball and post it in the Facebook page. But- yes. Um, Do we have anything else we want to say about this episode? Uh, yeah, I have a lot written down. Oh, okay, good. Um, I felt very seen when Fraser uh, was making a big deal about withholding the lip balm from Niall. Yes. Because specifically, it was Carmex. And Carmex, I was about to say exactly what it was. Carmex is the holy grail of lip balm. It's also the oh, most yeah. serious lip balm. Like, for me, Carmex is not casual day. I'm out running errands and, oh, I, my lips are a little dry and I need something. Like, Carmex is like, I'm about to go to sleep for the night, so I need Carmex on overnight. Or, like, it's been real windy and my lips are really chapped. So I'm it's a- what all the brass players in like high school marching band used to oh. use when we were like playing in the cold. It was like someone had Carmex was passing it around. Okay, well, first gross. I don't like to share my Carmex. Uh, right now, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I think it's gross, but I think at the time we were like... Well, so I'm just you know, curious, I- like what is your, like, do you have a lip balm hierarchy? Because I definitely mm. do. In terms no, of like I- fanciness, but also in terms of like severity, like what is the most like, I I mean, I this. always have some Carmex around in case things get really bad. Um... So it's basically three tiers. It's Carmax if things are really bad. Uh, I prefer Burt's Bees if I can mm-hmm. if I can get it. I like Burt's Bees a lot. Mm-hmm. And then um, just kind of like whatever you know Tara has or whatever, so we can use. But she has one right now that smells so good, and I never like see her like when we're driving in the car. I never see her take it out, and put it on, but I just go, mm! like I get really excited because <laughs> this watermelon smell. Um, mine is like base level is just every day. Like, oh, I'm kind of noticing my lips are a little chapped. It's just your, your, um, cherry or strawberry chapstick. I'm just, mm-hmm. I go old school with that. Um, a tube lasts forever. Next up is, so the Blistex used to make, um, a, a kind called Blistex, I think soft and smooth or silky smooth or something. I don't think they make it anymore. So I've moved to a Nivea, um, one that's um has some spf in it very important and uh, mm. it's just it's it, it's if my lips are like a little bit more chapped and i need a little bit more staying power and then we get to carmex which is like like i said i put it on before i go to bed every night it's my it's like oh, to me really? it's like the heavy duty one yeah because i feel like my lips get chapped overnight you know sleep with your mouth open i don't think i do and honestly i haven't slept without carmex on in so long i don't know if my lips actually get chapped <laughs> but um it's like part of my nighttime routine is like I have like lotion I put on my hands and then I put on Carmex and yeah, it's just, so the smell of Carmex also to me is almost like sleep inducing because I'm like, hmm, bedtime. Mm. Uh, I feel like this is also a good time of year for the like really nice like pepperminty flavors and stuff to come out. Yes. And I have to say, I'm really picky about my flavors of lip balm because a tube lasts for so long. I was like, you got to make sure you really like that scent and you're not going to get sick of it. <laughs> So uh, I appreciate you saying Burt's Bees because there have been some Burt's Bees in the past. Um, I've never really splurged on it for myself until I started getting like little Burt's Bees 
like little sample sample packers like as gifts and stuff would have like a little thing of lotion a little thing of lip balm a little thing of like you know whatever um mm-hmm. and i was like oh this is some lovely lip balm I now see earlier you said they don't they last forever and for me my biggest problem is I I have washed so many tubes of lip balm like in my pants pockets over time that it's like I get them I, like I don't get them in bulk but it's like that's I would probably use more lip balm if like that wasn't the case. Uh, yeah, see this is this is where purses win because I just have a little yeah, zipper fair. pouch that has like pins and a little thing of lotion and lip balm and yeah. I have like three or four things of lip accoutrement in there. Nail clippers. Um, let me see. Let me see what else I wrote down. Oh, I'm surprised you don't want to talk about the subplot of Roz dating the Frenchman. I liked the scene that was like them speaking in French. I thought that was very funny, but like it was okay. Like 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 that one scene was funny. Like it wasn't. It didn't even feel like much of a B plot. That's true. So... I did really enjoy when he just reached out and stroked her face. <laughs> Yes, I, just, I love that they were like both in on the game like immediately. Yes, yes, I thought that. I thought that, I thought that was a plot where like it was just the perfect amount of that plot, and then yes. then it moved on. It was it was more of like a gag that was just like set up and then had a really good scene about it. Uh, you know. Yes. Um, okay, um, I don't think there's anything else. Oh, I, I wanted to talk real, like these two episodes have some great uh, David Hyde Pierce. Uh, physical acting yes and his when when he goes down and they they try to get the the jersey on him and they're talking about him i swear to god you know how like some actors can like cry on command mm-hmm. it felt like he was forcing a sweat yes yes like you know and i don't mean that like forcing like it, I, I didn't believe it like i was like was he sweaty when he came down there and his hair was just kind of out it was so good like he did such a good job well- of like making him seem anxious to do this i identified so much with that franticness that he displays when trying to put the jersey on like when you're trying to change clothes really <laughs> fast or something like it reminds me of like you know locker rooms and stuff in in junior high and high school when you're like i don't want to be undressed for any a second longer than i have right. to be so you're like Aah! and you just like get all tangled up in your clothing um i, I was like oh man i can feel this franticness through the tv yeah it was it was, it was i thought that was a really good job and we'll talk more about his physical acting uh, in the next one. Also, but his what, um oh. his his body language at McGinty's when he's talking about the like when they're doing the play by play and he keeps pausing it and everything. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing I so I'm watching halfway through um this season of Succession on HBO Max and I listened to a podcast mm. about it too. And one thing they were, they praised is like Kieran Culkin and his the body language that he chooses to like inhabit when he's playing the like the role that he plays and stuff. Um and all like this very specific choices he makes about things. And so I I don't know. I guess I feel like I've been a lot more noticed it a lot more now in tv shows when like his body language is such an important part of like inhabiting yeah. the character so yeah particularly what you do especially when like it's not on you you know like yes. you're not the focus of the scene like that's the stuff that makes an actor as opposed to like if i was like hey ryan go play someone on camera and i'd be like there's I may have talked about this, but there's a really good episode of Supernatural where they go to the real world. They swap places with like the real world, like the actors that are playing them in the real world. And they're supposed to, it's, it's super meta and, and the, the idea is silly, but like they have to act and it's, they do this whole thing where they're like, what do you do with your hands? And one of them is like, has like all his fingers together and keeps doing everything like, like with like flipper fingers and is like pointing like this. And the other one, like, 
keeps walking and looking down at their mark and mm-hmm. then like looking up and it's so good like them like what do we do when we're not on screen and they're like completely stiff staring off in the distance it felt like they were really having a good time with that like what actors like they got they're like what would you do if you didn't know what you're doing it's well, so good and that's why when people are like oh acting's not that hard i'm like you have to be thinking about so many different things in right. addition to saying your lines like you have to be yes. hitting your mark you it's like i mean it's choreography you're memorizing choreography as well as memorizing your lines and yeah ready to ready to uh, rate. yeah i'm gonna give this eight two dollar and 95 cent beers i was gonna give it uh all i'll also give it eight um chili dogs that didn't make it <laughs> also so when he was, was like sold this ticket for these three frosty ones and a chili dog i was like i don't think you sold that ticket for enough money <laughs> I mean, who knows back then? I feel like that's just right before tickets got so expensive. Because I remember as a kid, we used to go to games all the time. Like, my dad's company had, like, season tickets to everything because I don't think they were that expensive. Well, but also, if you're a company, you can buy it as, and it's a tax write-off a lot of times. Like a business, Maybe, but it was like, also, like... The the my family did very well in the nineties. We so like the the Clinton era was very nice to us, so I think we were still living off that for a while. Um, I also enjoyed that they went to the Sonics game. The first thing I wrote down was R. I. P. Sonics, who are now, I believe, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Laurel, you had a very special announcement or something you wanted was, to bring up during okay, so between. So it's not things. a very special announcement. That sounds oh. like I would be like, Craniacs. In nine months, I'll be no, um, yeah. no. Just I feel like anytime I build something up, you immediately go to like. It sounds like you're saying I'm pregnant, and I'm like, <laughs> it'd be weird if you reveal that to me on the podcast. It would be so authentic, though. I wanted our listeners to be a part of that reveal. No, don't worry, mm. mom and dad. I'm not. Um, no, it's just it's a very important week because it's a week of Spotify Wrapped. Oh which, yes. If there's one thing I love in the world, it is data about myself. And so for those of you who are not aware, Spotify, the music streaming service every year compiles all everything you've listened to and presents like your top five songs that you've listened to based on time, your top five artists. They tell you what your the genre, your top genres are and everything. And um, what's funny is they also do podcasts now. And as I think I've mentioned several times, I use Overcast for podcasts. I only use Spotify mm. for podcasts for the ones that are only on, are Spotify, only on Spotify, which yeah. is like Armchair Expert and some Ringer podcast. And then occasionally if I listen to the playlist, The Daily Drive, they sprinkle in podcasts too. So the podcast thing for me was very off. It was like, your favorite podcast was Armchair Expert. And I was like, it is not. It's like, you listened to four episodes in 2021. I was like, yeah. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to talk a little bit about it because I believe you are also, you and Tara are also a Spotify family. Uh, I don't know Tara's as well. Give me a number. You want to say what, one to hundred? Where it is on your top hundred songs list? I'll say what number. If you give me a number, I'll tell you what song it is. Thirty-seven. And mine is so bizarre. I think. And so Spotify, one thing that they do, what Ryan's doing, is they pull together the the hundred songs you listen to the most over the year. Of course, I tend to listen to the same like thirty songs over and over again. So often it's like you listen to this song twice this year, so it's in your top hundred. I wish by Skilo. What? Well. You know, why don't why don't you why don't you give me a number? Let me pull up the Spotify really quick. Oh, it's I wish I was a little. Wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. Okay. You know that song. Yes. Do you want to give me give me a number? Uh, eighty one. Oh, you're making it very high. Okay. Uh, no, see, no, no, no. I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna go to the end and count backwards. So what I did is I actually made ten playlists. That are like 1 through 20, so when someone does it, I can like bring it up real quick. 
Uh, it is either, because I, I may have lost count a little bit, it's either Light On by Maggie Rogers or Texas Man by The Chicks. Both of which, mm-hmm. both are songs oh, I, I really, really enjoy. Um, so I, but I'm curious, what were your, give, give me your top five. Who were your top five artists? What were your top five songs? So my, I'll go backwards and it is, it is crazy. So one is, um, oh, it's terrible, Laurel. Uh, so the first one is like, I listen to a lot of like random instrumental stuff for work, you know, for D and D playlists and stuff like that. So it's one of those, it's like a song from a, uh, video game. This number four is the, the new weird song from, uh, the new Bill and Ted movie. Cause it made me laugh a lot. Uh, number three, this is probably like one of the only ones in the top five that is like legitimately how I feel about this song is Wild Wild West by Will Smith. I love Wild Wild West. I listen to it. Once upon a time in the West. Mad man lost his damn mind in the West. <laughs> um uh one was a, a song called Convoy, which is an old 70s uh country song that I played every time we all got together and drove somewhere new on our Colorado trip. And the number one was Eye to Eye from a Goofy movie. <laughs> that is certainly a variety. <laughs> no, I want songs. you to remember uh, when you do your stare, your typical like stare, the camera is not working. I, so I worry that you've we've lost I, connection. I, I, I know, I know. But I, I, I like to think you just knew that that stare was also coming through. I knew it was um, coming. Yeah. How, top many five minutes, is... how many minutes did you listen to Spotify? Because I thought I was doing pretty well. And then my friends way out listened to me. I mean... Probably, I mean, it first of all, I listen to a ton of podcasts on Spotify. Oh, okay, okay. I don't remember seeing that. I will tell you another thing. It, I think it's, it's funny. on that. It's on that wrap-up screen that has artists and songs, and then it says what your top genre and your how many minutes you listened. I don't. I don't remember okay. what it said. Unless okay. you want me to do it again. No, no, it's but fine. I will say one thing. I thought was funny before I ask you your top five um, is I have like one or two Billie Eilish songs on here, and so. Did you go through it and see that when you do the actual list and you don't make your own playlist, it has like videos of mm-hmm. the, like certain artists saying like, hey, thanks for listening to my song. So I had one video and it was Billie Eilish. And I'm like, oh, that must mean I'm like really far. Like I don't have any songs for anyone else new. So I like found like you can click on it. It'll tell you like an album. And it was like the album of every video that every artist made to be like, thanks for listening to my stuff. I didn't know anybody like not even like I know who that is and I didn't listen to him. I did a quick search and I'm like some of these like it felt like you could just throw words at me and I'd be like, is that an artist or did you make it up? Like so I had no idea who any of them are. In true, you know, just deviation from your interests. Um, right. My first three songs had videos of artists being like, hey, thanks so much. <laughs> no, nope. um, just bad guy by Billie Eilish. And that's it. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, song number, so the weird thing about my top five is, and this is where like, this is where I have some problems with Spotify rap, but some of them were songs I listened to a lot at the very beginning of the year. They were left over from like my 2020 playlist. And so, which I was still listening to in early 2021, cause I didn't have a 2021 playlist let yet. So I'm, I'm often sometimes a little bit like, okay, well, I feel like this isn't really indicative of this year. But anyway, number five was Maroon 5's Memories, which I enjoy, but I don't feel like I listened to a lot this year. Except that Spotify puts it on my daily drive playlist every single time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, number same with this next song. Number four is September song, and I don't remember who sings this. Uh, if I looked it up, I would. Um, it's by his name's like JB something. Um, I think he's kind of a one-hit wonder. 
Um, but again, I, I love the song a lot, but I also always put it on my daily drive uh, playlist. Um, song number three, true, my true number one song for the year, Levitating by Dua Lipa. I, <laughs> Dua Lipa was my number two artist this year. Taylor Swift is number one for like the third year in a row. Never had a Taylor Swift song crack the, crack the top five, so I don't really know how she's my number one artist, but I loved almost every song on Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia album. Um, if you've not listened to it, I highly recommend it. Also watch her Grammys performance because she can't dance, but she tries and it's really just kind of endearing. Um, song number two is 2002 by Anne Marie. I don't really have anything to say about the song other than I like it. And song number one, where I just feel like one with the youths, is Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. And Brian, now, the, Brian I've is heard of Olivia Rodrigo, so maybe I missed. I've heard of her. It's like this. You've heard of her because of the song Driver's License. Probably. Was, or like a lot of times it's just because they pop up on Twitter and it's like I look at it's like Olivia Rodrigo, like got new shoes. I'm like, I don't know who this is. So she like, did um, go to the White House this summer and um, to like uh, and did kind of like a PSA and everything for like teenagers to get vaccinated. Yeah. And so that, that might she be wore this like pink Chanel tweed suit. That everyone was like, it was like a perfect outfit to wear. Anyway, um, so, she, so I, the thing about Olivia Rodrigo is like, she, so she's uh, from High School Musical, the musical, the series, whatever that Disney Channel show is. But she is now like transcended, obviously, Disney Plus stardom um, because mm-hmm. rather than putting out some sickening, sickly sweet teeny bopper album, she put out an album about her breakup with a guy who was also on High School Musical that was just very like vulnerable and raw. And Driver's License is like a song that spoke to many people across generations and everything. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it made it into an SNL skit when Reggie John Page was the host and it was all these guys playing pool and one of them puts it on and they're all like, oh my God, this song, I hear it all the time. And then all the guys are suddenly singing it and like crying. (laughs) It's, um, I'll post that in the, uh, post that in the Facebook group. So Um, looking at my top 20, uh, I would say three of them have come out this decade. Uh, everything else has not. Uh, one of these is definitely on here because of the jock jams. It is come on ride, come come on and ride it in parentheses the train. Yes, <laughs> which, which is not what I. If you would have asked me like in a, like a, a trivia situation, what is the actual name of that? I would never. I would be like come on ride the train. They're like no, come on in ride it parentheses the train train. see that's one of those or if it was a song on trivia i'd have to like decide if i will accept people saying come on ride the train by the quad city djs Mm -hmm. also the singers of uh space jam song um i don't know what it's called other than like space jam here let me click on quad city djs because there's no way that's not oh also the the singer of september song is jp cooper i literally don't know anything else this man has done but september space jam is the name of the song of the artists that are in my top five that I'm especially proud of, one of them is a artist camp with two A's, C-A-A-M-P, that, which was an early pandemic find for me, but I saw them at my first concert post-pandemic, pre, well, not really in post-pandemic, my first concert in September um, at Stubbs here in Austin, and it was, it was just, it was a real mm. treat. So they're very um, kind of folksy, folksy music. Um, anyway. Um, well, thank you for indulging me about Spotify Wrapped. I just... I love it. If you, if anybody out there wants to just call us in with a number, I will tell you what my... Or call us in and tell us what surprised you on your Spotify Wrapped. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, you know, do you take issue with some, what Spotify has said? Like, I take issue every year that they're like, Taylor Swift is your number one artist. I'm like, guys, I don't know 90% of her catalog. Do I listen to the same songs over and over again? Who can say? Um, but also... 
for all the people on Instagram who are like, I don't care about your Spotify wrapped. I'm like, guess what? I do. Share your Spotify wrapped with me. It's always fun to talk about what you don't care about, like in detail, because nothing says I don't care about something more than complaining about it ad nauseum. Well, Get out of here. You mean nothing says I care about something than complaining about it? How dare you? How dare you <laughs> correct me on a rant? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, asking, I'm asking if that's what you were trying to say, or are you saying like... I'm saying like hate is hate equals caring yes. about so, something. So, so, so Indifference I, equals not caring. Okay. Yeah. So what you were trying to say what I said, which is yes. nothing says I... Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, yeah, that's kind of my thing. I'm like, do you know how much I come across on Instagram and Facebook that I don't care about? So much. Do you know what I don't do? Talk about it. We know what you do when you don't care about a subject. You stare blindly <laughs> into the middle distance. And you know what that doesn't result in? A post on Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> so it is Season in the privacy. Eight. <laughs> Episode 16. <laughs> uh docudrama i just i i i gotta go it's i the problem with us not having episodes sometimes laurel is we like to catch up a lot on the show and it's like i gotta do things i know (laughs) people you may think that ryan and i like talk to each other outside of this podcast and we just really don't we really even our like getting even our like texts for like the show are like friday yes (laughs) and then today i was like how about after seven? I still need to watch the episodes. Yes, and then like that. Ryan's it. like, how about seven thirty? Nobody saves it for the pod like we save it for the pod. Okay, <laughs> docudrama <laughs> season I'm sorry. eight for our live show. We have to have some merch that says like save it for the pod. <laughs> season eight, episode sixteen, docu period drama. Roz gets the green light to put on a special radio show about outer space and agrees to let Fraser narrate. However, the two fail to come to grips with their reversed roles. Now, the cons- con- the, the the bit of this episode, the, 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 the plot, the idea that they would be like... Because I like that Roz gets to do her own thing and we see her actually being an amazing producer outside of just pressing the buttons and getting the calls through. Mm-hmm. Like we're seeing her do real producing, like putting together a show. The idea that it's a space show and they're like, sure, Roz. Like, I don't get that. Like, it, like I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I it was just, the sh- like- if they'd been like, this is a show, we need a producer for this show. And she's like, I'd like to do it. That'd be one thing. But her pitching like a space documentary is odd to me. Yes. I feel like they baked a beautiful cake and then frosted it all wrong. Yes. Where it was like, I, yeah, ex- I, same as you. I, I That's what made this whole plot seem incredibly forced to me was I was like, Roz has never expressed interest in, I mean, we've never heard her talk about outer space or anything. It seems so out of left field. It almost felt like they got the opportunity to like have John Glenn on and they were like, okay. how so, can we yeah, make this that's, work? That's my second part because however weird the conceit of the episode is, we had talked earlier about in this season, I believe, about Rene Aubergenois, or however you say his name, being like the all-star Frasier guest. No, John Glenn has exceeded it. I loved it. it, it whatever it took to get John Glenn onto this episode was worth it. Like, no matter I, how I would really like to know how that came about. And I kind of wonder if it's if John Glenn was just a Fraser fan and like reached yeah. out to them and like his office reached out and was like, Hey, he'd love to 
do something if there's ever an opportunity and they're like we'll make it happen well it's like second it's like the second best astronaut sitcom guest star after neil armstrong yelling at the moon on 30 rock if you remember that i, I don't I, I was not a 30 rock i didn't watch 30 rock so <laughs> it's it's i, I vaguely remember it, it, it's like I don't know what the setup is. It's he's staring out like a full office window, like those windows that are like floor to ceiling mm-hmm. with his hands in his pocket, just looking very pensive. I don't know if pensive is the right word, but, but Tina Fey comes in. They have their scene, blah, blah, blah. And as she's walking out, he looks out at the moon. He's like, I walked on you. Like, he's like really like <laughs> like giving it to the moon. And it's 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 amazing. Well, I mean, I, um, I also appreciated that it was not just a, pop in say a few lines like he was a part of the plot of the episode and while his delivery was a little like stilted at times i was like he was game for this yes he's i mean he's not an actor he's but he came in and he was so good he is just like he the the whole thing with him like admitting to the existence of space aliens while like Roz and fraser having an argument and not listening was like i was losing it again another like legit response of like which sometimes you know i watch these and i just kind of sit there and i'm like oh these like it's like hmm i understand these are funny they're not like making me laugh but i understand this is funny this was legit making me laugh and this isn't the last uh audio uh uh uh, audio what's the word i'm looking for the this isn't yes this isn't the last audio audible response i have I, 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 I wonder if I wonder if I, I bet it's the same thing. I bet it is. Do you, on, on three, we'll we'll both say it at the same time. Uh-huh. Okay. okay, one, two, three. When Niles, Niles fell almost over falling the off. Of the, yes. yes! <laughs> <laughs> I, I legit gasped. I wrote that down. I said, "OMG!" I gasped when DHP fell over the balcony. <laughs> I was so and like. I it it it's it's a mark of a good show that never like friends when they went out on the balcony like they would look over there was the New York sound mm-hmm. like the Fraser balcony is so obviously a set oh yes like there like there's no like high shots looking down they don't do angle anything it just looks like more of the floor with like a thing like mm-hmm. a, a a a banister there or whatever it's called and they've never done anything to maybe they have but i can't remember like anything they've done to like really make it seem high well i mean that you know i think the fraser lives on like the 18th or 19th floor and yes and like daphne threw those that 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 clothing over the balcony that right, sent right, to the right. therapy and like there, there have been a few things like you know things coming over the you know falling off the balcony and stuff but nothing nothing like to imply this. danger yes and he sold that so well that i went <gasps> like i'm like is he gonna go over that like, whole I- scene i was so anxious during i don't remember this right. tight subplot at all i don't remember this episode at all okay that's probably where i should start i don't remember this episode at all like whatsoever um, I'm wondering if we're getting to ones you may have missed because I can't imagine not remembering the space alien part at the end. But that, it's also something that speaks directly to me. Like I love unsolved mystery space alien stuff. Well, like, and I, so I was can't like, say yes. that in 2001, I knew who John Glenn was. Like I don't, I don't right, remember. If he, right. I do remember that he orbited. You know, when he was a senior citizen, orbited the Earth again. And I don't know if I don't know if that had happened by then. Maybe it had. Who knows? Um, I do know that mm-hmm. when I lived in D.C. on my way to work one day on the other side of Rock, uh, not Rock Creek Parkway, the GW Parkway. His funeral procession went by on the other side. Mm. Yeah, um, I this the, the the kite stuff was not as good. Like the the, the like seminal, I don't know, seminal's the right word. The 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 hallmark David Hyde Pierce Frazier 
physical acting is the ironing the pants catching on fire scene, right? Like, that's the scene, right? Mm-hmm. But this was, like, really a close second or up there. Like, him, he, that was just beautiful, like, comedic, you know, pratfalls and stuff. And, again took me so into it that I thought he was going over and I, and I was worried for Niles. I, yeah, for, for such a, um, throwaway plot. I thought that was, yes. some, that was like just such a goal, a scene just made of gold. That right, whole thing. Right, it's, right. He doesn't speak. He doesn't, it's all, it, it's much like his Valentine's day vignette, which by the way, in the past, that's what like, it was Valentine's day in the past, like, I don't know, six months, perhaps I've, you know, come across some, um, you know, Frasier fans and um and and when I tell them about my podcast and everything um or if I mention I have a podcast and I say and they're like oh what it's about what's about and they tell them it's Frasier and everything and I ask people what their favorite episode is do you know nine times out of ten what it is is it Valentine's Day it is and it's specifically the David Hyde Pierce vignette at the very beginning where he's silent and like everybody is like gosh I don't know what episode it is but it's like it's three different parts, and Niles is only in the first part, and it's like maybe Valentine's Day, and I'm like, oh my god, everybody loves this episode. I feel like, yeah, it's it's it, there's certain Frasery things that I feel like, you know, like there's you there's you dive a little deep, and there's a lot of Frasier like fandom out there, but like the stuff that goes out past Frasier fandom to like, oh, I remember this, like that's a scene, like if you type in Frasier, it's gonna in YouTube, it's gonna be like one of the first five. Mm-hmm. videos that pops up every time it's yeah. it's i think it's i think we talked about when it happened i'm like i remember this scene and i think it might have also been one where they were like you know really pushing for awards for him or something but i thought this was really good and close to that mm-hmm. yeah I, I would agree I, I would agree i also like in my head when you said you know i found a lot of fraser fans i thought it was like people like running up to you on the street and be like <laughs> Laurel! I can't believe it. It's Laurel. And you're like, yes, yes. In Argentina, like, Laurel, (laughs) es un craniac. (laughs) Stupid, I'm sorry. In Argentina, they would say Laurel. Laurel. But yes, yeah, no, (laughs) yes, we've gone international. Uh, I mean, I did listen to us (laughs) in Argentina. So, you know, maybe some people heard it through the walls of my hotel room. That's funny. I wonder if I look on Podbean if it says, like, you've got to download, I'll have to look and see if we got to download in in South America. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I think you should. I don't know if um, Ellen, I don't know if you still listen, but my old roommate Ellen listened for, um, yeah, she, she was a listener. She lives in Switzerland. So, oh, nice, you know, nice. we're, we've been international for a while. So for me, like, there's not much else to talk about in this episode. Like, those two scenes were wonderful, but like the rest of it around it was fine. I really, yeah, I did not like this episode other than those two things. I didn't like the construct of the episode. I didn't like the kite plot. I didn't like... Frasier seemed so... I, 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 was, I, I, I kind of want to be like, Roz, what did you expect was going to happen? This seemed just like not something they would do. I feel like Roz wouldn't let Frasier do this. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just like, no. This, this, just seemed, this seems like a season three episode and not a season eight episode. I Well, I wonder if we're starting to see like some downwardness on like some of this stuff because these two plots that we both these b plots that we said were really good both seem like i have a really good idea for a scene how do we work backwards to get to that scene so maybe we're starting to see somewhat of a decline it it, it could be yeah i think the two scenes i like like really saved this and, and gave it a higher score for me um because i would watch those scenes again i don't think i would watch this but i would like would find the kite 
bit on YouTube or the, the, the alien bit was just so, I mean, part of it was editing and all that, you know, and everything and, and less of the acting and just like the timing and the lines and everything were so good and being like, I got to take that tape. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just thought it was real funny. Yeah. I, yeah. So this is, it's hard for me to rate this episode because those two scenes are not enough for me to give it a really positive rating. It is for me. I'm going to give it uh, seven space aliens because I would watch those scenes again. And it was some of it was geared directly at me. But yeah, um, I think I'm going to give it um, just five uh, coffee cups of Tang. Oh, the Tang joke. I forgot. Like, that's it feels like such an old joke in 2001 or whenever this came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I did enjoy John Glenn being like two minutes and 30 seconds. That's a new record. <laughs> Do you remember, it might have been a, a late 90s, or early 2000s thing where there was like an ad campaign briefly trying to bring Tang back? I don't remember this, no. And it was, they had a new mascot and it was an orangutan. Oh, I don't like, remember this at all. It was just like running around. It was, you know, real kinetic editing and like, like you like Tang? Tang is cool, kids! And there's an orangutan that they pretty much just set loose in a studio full of Tang and oh, recorded it. Oh, this does sound a little familiar. I'll have to find it. I vaguely remember that, but I always thought it was funny. Like, because I feel like I watched a few times and they don't go like, it's an orangutan. And I was just like, why is that monkey drinking? Like, I was just like, whatever. And I was like, oh, I get it. Like about the second or third time. I was a very smart child. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> well, uh, guys, if you have, uh, if you remember that wonderful commercial, if you have anything you'd like to add about either of these episodes, or if you want to call and let us know all about your spotify playlist our for, we'll start off with our number you can call us on our new hotline seattle area code 206-657-6986 let us know how things are going uh we are craniacs at gmail.com that's c-r-a-n-e-i-a-c-s at craniacs on twitter craniacs a fraser face god i was so close i was so close craniacs so close. a <laughs> craniacs a fraser podcast on facebook uh, you can find all, I feel like this is an episode where we said we we're going to post a lot of things there. So check us out there. Um, wherever you find us on, on Apple podcasts, on Google podcasts, on Spotify, actually you can't rate anything on Spotify, but check us out on Spotify anywhere. You can, you can give us a rating, give us a five star or whatever their highest rating is. That really helps us out. We're a little tiny podcast, but we got a lot of spunk. So help us out. Um, if you want to give us a four star or lower rating don't do that laurel has a better idea of something you could do yeah i do um i am currently about halfway through the final season of the show insecure on hbo i believe it has oh. five seasons perhaps i've been watching it not to be like i've been watching it since the beginning i don't think i have i think i maybe started a little bit after the first season ended um it's from uh the comedian Issa ray um and it's mm, it's a yeah. show where if somebody was like tell me what it's about i'm like uh, it's about her living in LA and her and her friends. And it's one of those shows where like, you're kind of like, not a whole lot happens. But if I think about where the show started and how far the characters have come, I'm like, oh, actually a lot does happen. Um, But I, I just, I don't know. I, perhaps because Issa Rae and I are like exactly the same age. Um, Her character's a little bit younger than mm. us. But um, I... I don't know. I just really, I, I really like it. I identify with a lot of it. Um, And I have like favorite characters. I have favorite lines and stuff. I just... It's a good show that I recommend watching. I think there's, I think each season is only 10 episodes. It's on HBO. It's been nominated for some Emmys. Um, 
I, I don't really think there's a weak season. I'm trying to think, and honestly, all the seasons kind of blend together, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's a really, it's a really good show. Um, and I, I feel like I've given this a very lame endorsement, but I, I'm trying to figure out how to explain well, it when it's a show where it's like, oh, it's, it's her and her friends in LA. Well, I think more and more of those HBO shows are doing like, there's, it's not like a gimmick. There's not like, it's a show that's this, it's like the, a story of someone and they, progress so it's not just it's hard to pin it down yeah i mean but i think like the last hbo max show i recommended was the other two which has a very strong premise of like oh mm. these two siblings whose brother becomes like basically justin bieber and their mom is, is a manager oh, right, right. like so but I, this is um i mean this started out as an hbo show um obviously it's still on hbo but um yeah i just i highly highly recommend it um the holidays are coming up if you need something to binge maybe don't binge it with your family i feel like there's some, some <laughs> sexy scenes that maybe you don't want to be watching with your grandmother but who, who knows like, who am i to judge maybe you have a cool progressive family so the, the thing i remember about this show and i haven't seen it but what i remember like the big like thing coming out of it was this revelation or a revelation to me um, I'm obviously a, a, a white dude, so I did not know this, but like they do a lot of, because it's a show run by a, uh, black woman and it has a, a very, like a pretty varied cast, right? Yeah. I mean, I'd say the cast is predominantly people of color um, yes. and, and predominantly black actors. Um, right. but yeah, there's, there's a lot of focus on. This is something that you can kind of look at when you're watching it. The different lighting that they use to, oh. to like that they made this big thing that came out. It's like you'll notice there's a lot of like purples and 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 dark reds and stuff like that. And it's because you know lighting reflects differently off of darker skin like yeah. that. And it's there was a big thing about how they light the show differently because that's their cast and it really you know makes them look so much better and that sort of thing. And it's one of those things where I went, well, of course, like, like that makes it like clicked in my head. Cause I've like, you know, I was a film minor and we talked about lighting and stuff, but it's like you light and you're the, the, the when I was doing film stuff back in the early two thousands, you light for white people because mm -hmm. that's unfortunately the way it goes. So this whole, like, wow, there's a whole nother thing here. And I think that lighting is so cool. The kind of deeper, darker colors I, look so good off uh, on, on those actors. And, and I would never have thought about it, but. I mean, now that you mention it, you see, you do see, and I think I just probably thought, oh, they're using some different filter or like better cameras or something, but you do see so much more detail in the actors' faces. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I never and would have thought about that, but yeah, which is a sign that it's done well and that I don't yeah, notice yeah, yeah. it. Um, yeah. So yeah, look at that when you do it. I mean, it's, 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 I always think stuff like that's really cool to, you know, it's one of the things I always, you know representation matters, et cetera, et cetera. But it's one of those things where you learn things like, Oh, I didn't ever think of that because you know, obviously it's, it's, it's reflecting differently, but yeah, yeah. it's something to look out for when you watch it. And it's also um, whenever people, you know, talk about being a stand in for an actor, you know, it's like kind of what a lot of like actors first things were. And it's, and people are like, Oh, like, what, like what's the point of a stand in? I'm like, do you know how long lighting takes? The stand in's job is to like, look, have the same coloring as the actor, the same height and everything. And then stand where the actor would stand so that the lighting is right. I mean, it's Christmas. Anyone who's seen Love actually knows how important stand-ins are. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Well, guys, check out... Oh On that God, note... <laughs> well, here's the thing. I always forget the name of the show. I feel like I know exactly what show you're talking about. What's it called again? Insecure? Insecurity? insecure 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 yeah. insecure so check out insecure on hbo max uh 
you know, check out some more when you're not listening to Craniacs. Maybe check that out. But uh, we will see you guys. Like I said, or I think last time we're trying to do much more of a regular bi-weekly schedule. So we'll see you guys in two weeks. Uh, but until then, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.